Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here, we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to episode two of the podcast, Run On Thoughts, where we will discuss what healing looks like with a very special guest, someone who has done the work, my sissy, Karen Hardy. Welcome, sissy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sissy, for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here because what most people don't know is that we speak every day and part of our everyday talk is unpacking and healing. We have been going at this for, I think, two whole years. I think you're right, Sissy, yes. About two years, yes. Yes, about two whole years. So today's topic is what healing looks like. And I was thinking about my second episode for a long time. And I realized that I want to share with people someone who has done the work. Because most of the time when people are talking about unpacking and trauma and doing all these things, it sounds hard, right? It sounds difficult because we don't have a person or something that we can put to the face of what healing actually looks like. So I invited you on, Sissy, so that we can show the people exactly what you did, why you did it, and how you did the work so that you can be the self that you are in this moment. Because, Sissy, I want to tell you that you are one bad bitch. Thank you, Sissy. I think you're a little biased, but thank you. No, I'm not biased because I've watched you. Like, you and I were talking this morning, and we were talking about that Derek Jenks and his wife. And what did you say to me about that woman? For one, I can see myself in her. I see me all up and through there. Mm. And and my heart goes out to her because I know exactly what she's going through. She's broken. She's so broken that she does not recognize who she is when she looks in the mirror. Wow. I don't even think she looks in the mirror. I don't even think she looks in the mirror and, either, sissy. I think that she has been fed an indoctrination of suffering. And she has taken on that indoctrination of suffering to believe that it is God speaking through her. And it is not. No, it is not. No, it is not. And I happen to believe that her husband, Derek, has been able to capitalize off of her pain. I believe that he capitalized off of her pain. And you are the very person that made me realize when I saw her not to judge her because I realized that. You know, when we have traumas, when we have unpacked traumas, like I read somewhere that said that she has been raped, she has daddy issues, she has a host of feelings and traumas that are anchoring her down, right? So for me, what I see is a man who saw a broken woman already and in his manipulation was using that because... I don't even believe that the man that he speaks about in his videos, I don't even think, sissy, that that's who he is. I believe that that is what she begs him for. And his alter ego gets in the car, 
which I've heard is outside of the other woman's house and tells us what women are begging for because no part of that man is giving him because even in their lives, sissy, he never spoke about love. She never spoke about love, forgiveness, never. understanding, nothing. So today, we're not even really talking about Derek Jackson because for me, in that scene, I didn't really care about him, right? He's a manipulator. He needs to heal. He needs self-healing and all of that. But that woman, that woman needs to be aligned with a spiritual person who is going to help her unpack her trauma so that she can first forgive herself, right? Forgive herself yes, for yes. allowing the darkness to sit in her spirit that other people gave her. Because what's the one thing I've told you? Give it back. It is not yours give to give. And that alone, sissy, has helped me in so many ways. I never knew that I can give it back. I carried it for over 30-something years. Up until you... Allowed me to know that I can give it back to, to the, the a perpetrator. I didn't know that I could do that. And now that I have given it back, I am now able to begin, or I have begun the process of my healing. Like you said earlier, I have done the work, and I'm also doing the work. So it's an everyday walk for me. Wow, sister. Because of course I'm going to have things, I'm going to have things come at me from left and right, but just stand centered and stand grounded and know that I am in this fight for my life. Man. I had to heal A, for myself and B, for my children and grandchildren. What were some of the and things that, sorry, sissy, what were some of the things okay. that when you were in your dark darkness, what did it look like? It was pain. It was dark, it was ugly, it was grimy. I was so disconnected from self. I didn't know who I was or who I belonged to. I wasn't living, I was just existing. But I was existing for another person. I was allowing that person to validate me and invalidate me. And because of that, I allowed certain things in my life. Because I was so disconnected from who I was. I didn't know me. I didn't know that there was a me to begin with. Mm. I had been stripped of the me from a, a, a early age. So I didn't know there was a me. Wow, sissy. What were some of your traumas? And I don't mean the actual traumas, right? Because it could be anything, mm -hmm. right? For all of us. We all have a mm -hmm. different set of traumas. But what fed mm -hmm. your trauma? What were the things that allowed you to live in the darkness? Because I believe that it's not the thing, right, that wears us down. It's mm -hmm. the indoctrination of traditions, of family, of other afraid people, mm -hmm. of generational curses. All these things around us that nurture who we are, they allow us yeah. to feel the pain of what we're feeling as if it's normal, right? So here comes my right. loud and obnoxious ass telling you, you don't have to wear that. You don't have to believe that. You don't have to believe what people say to you, like people telling you to like, like forgiveness. You know, for me that I don't even relate to this idea 
of absolute forgiveness, right? For me, I believe in forgiveness, right? But I don't believe in blind forgiveness, right? I don't believe in forgiveness as an act that will help me. Forgiveness doesn't help me at all. I'm not one of those people. And I think for me, the the difference is that I don't have to forgive you. If someone violated me in a way, I don't forgive them. Now, I don't seek vengeance, right? I leave vengeance up to God, but I don't have to forgive you unless I want to. And unless for me, you have done something worth forgiving. I feel like I am happy. There are people that I do not forgive and I have no desire to forgive. They are not a part of my everyday life. They are not a part of my thought process and they are not wearing me down. However, there are people, sissy, like you who have been taught to to forgive acts against you. And even when you've done that, you still are carrying the weight of the trauma. You're absolutely right, Sissy. I was raised in a holiness church, and they preached forgiveness. So that's all I knew. I knew the ones who had have violated me, I had to forgive them. And I had been taught that the forgiveness was for myself. But I didn't understand, well, if I have forgiven them, why am I so ashamed? Why am I still carrying this? Why? Am I having to look at these people on a daily basis sometimes? Sometimes on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or whatever the case may be. But not until you, Sissy, did I realize because I had not really forgiven them. Exactly. You just said the words. Because forgiveness requires something. People keep saying, forgive, forgive, forgive. And I'm like, well, do they even know the definition of forgiveness? Because if I forgive you for me, that's not forgiving you. That's just some random words that say I release it. But when you're a child and you have been violated, how do you release it when the person hasn't faced any consequences for their actions? So now, and if you've been re-violated, right? So I've been violated. Now I have to walk in the face of the predator, right? And he or she gets to move about through the earth like nothing didn't happen. So seeing their non-consequences is a form of re-victimization. Yes, definitely. Right? So now you grow up, right? And you grow into womanhood believing that it is your duty as a woman to bear the brunt of trauma. Hence why so many women, myself included, have been in relationships where the more someone hurts us, the more we fight for them. And it's not because men and women are different in that way. We have been taught to accept it, to pray, to pray it away. What are some of the things you've been taught, sissy? I've been taught to hang in there, give it to God, pray about it. When I was married, I was told that by our pastor, but you know he's your husband, you got to pray about it. Be the example. But he didn't realize that I was being abused at home. 
He didn't care that you were being abused. No. Loving my husband was killing me Mm. on a daily basis. Sissy, you got my stomach hurting. I had no way of escape. I had no way of escape because I had been taught that once you say I do, if I do, and it seemed as if it was I do until death. Mm. So I felt like, so why do I have to die in order for him to live? Word. Or vice versa. Because if I had stayed, one of us would not have been here today. I believe you with all my heart because I don't have a problem with people giving advice that says, give it to God, right? Or pray. But God is an active God, right? So yes. there is work. So even if I want God to do something for me, like if I say, God, I want to get this degree or like you're doing now, sissy, and I'm so proud of you, right? You are actively doing the work to get a degree, but you can't just say, give me the degree, right? What's the saying? Acts without works. You have to, uh, right? You have to do the work. So if I am told to forgive my husband, and give it to God. How then is my husband supposed to learn a lesson that comes with no consequences if we are living in a household where he gets to maintain and keep doing the same acts that have led me and him to this place in the first place? Why would I seek counsel if the advice is just to pray for him? I don't need to come to anybody for them to tell me to pray for him. Right. Right. Because you could pray for him and still say, I got to save myself first. Why is womanhood always pushed down to the bottom? Right. So now we have a generation of men who believe that their cheating is not the same thing as our cheating because it feels different. It doesn't feel different. It does not feel different. But I've been trained to accept it and you've been trained to do it because you're just a man. As if I don't have sexual desires, as if all of my needs are met, as, are met, as if you sexually fulfill me all the time. We are all human beings and I hate that phrase when people say we're just human. As if, right, we all make mistakes, right? Even if that mistake is cheating or whatever the case may be. However... Just because we all may make similar mistakes in no way means that we should not be held accountable. I should have, I should give you grace, but that doesn't mean that I don't hold you accountable for your actions. Exactly. Right? So when you are traumatized, sissy, nobody held your predator accountable. No. And I, I felt like I was on the chopping block. You were. I was told to stay, to stay, hang in there and pray about it. Now, if I am believing that God loves me, and I believe he does. Yes. But at the time, but believing that God loves me, why is he asking me to stay in this mess? Because why only I, because only the strong totally should carry these heavy burdens, of which I do not believe, right? Of which I do not right. believe, because I also believe that no matter what you heard from humans, your spirit told you what to do. 
And that is what I want to talk about today because you know that I've always wanted to be a life coach, but sometimes I feel like Mm -hmm. thanks to the Kevin Samuels or the Derek Jenkses or whoever the women are in this world that they give advice, in my opinion, from one perspective. And for me, they take a, a... a segment of the population and they tell them exactly what they want to hear. So that group gets to hear that it's somebody else's fault and somebody else needs to do the work where in my opinion, it doesn't matter who you are. Everything leads back to you. If you are not willing to do the work, Right. There could be things that as a wife you have to do and fix to make this relationship work or vice versa. However, there also could be things that you have to do, including leave, step away, set new boundaries. Exactly. Right. Boundaries are very, very important. People walking all over you. What do you say, sissy? I didn't know what boundaries were. I had no boundaries. Mm. So I allowed any and everything. All I knew was one way that I had to stay, be a wife, and pray about it. Because God was going to fix it. So what made you want to change? Was it you? Or was it something I said? Was it a feeling? What made you feel? Well, first of all, you know what, Sissy? What made you feel like you could trust me with your unpacking? I never asked you that before. Your own, your own transparency. Your love for me. Aw. Your concern and care for womanhood. And not only are you my sister, you are my friend. I think people get me mixed up when it comes to that, right? Like, because I'm so outspoken and I have such strong opinions that at first people think that I want them to be like me. And you have learned that that is not the truth. I want you to be like you. I just can see when someone is not living in their authentic self because of trauma, right? Because whether it's parental trauma, relationship traumas, uh, and a myriad of other traumas, sissy, I saw that you were not living in your light, right? I, and, and living in your light doesn't mean that you get to experience life without a set of struggles. Struggles are forever, right? But when you're living in your light, you know how to stop, process, deal with it and move on and move through it in a way that doesn't impact you so bad that you fall back into the darkness. You know? Yes. So and now I'm, I'm, I'm able, I'm able, I'm, I'm, I'm in a position where I'm not so emotional. I'm able now to use logic. Mm. I was never been, I was never able to use logic before. I was so emotional about everything. Because Emotion means that you don't have any tools, right? Right? When we use emotions, it means that nobody has given you the tools to work through some of these things that we are feeling. And I remember when I said to you, sissy, I see you. Like, you don't have to run from me. I'm not judging you. You can be transparent. And then the work began. And the first thing that I wanted you to realize is that you needed to forgive yourself. 
And not because you had done anything, but because you allowed others to give you their darkness. And now you have to wear it. Yes. And because of that, right? What you gonna say? Mm And when you and when you said that to me, that opened me up to begin the process of healing. Because first, I had to forgive myself. Because people understand there are steps to healing. You cannot just go and heal. Mm, mm, mm. It ain't pretty. A forgive yourself first. Yes, you it do. It is not pretty. It, it does not feel good. It mm. does not feel good to see. It doesn't feel good, sissy, because you have I, to open up wounds. You have to unbelieve the lie that you've had to tell yourself in order to sit in this state of trauma. You've had to say to yes. you that you were the problem, that you were ugly, yes. that you were stupid, that you did something, right? The world keeps telling, especially women, that yes. we did something wrong. And it is in that where we yes. re- traumatize ourselves and walk through life believing that we don't deserve love so once we got to that act of forgiving yourself and then i told you to give it back i don't even know where those words came from it's as if god came down to me and said say this to her and when i told you to give it back sissy i felt you get lighter because i gave it back i know sis you really gave it back those words Listen, those words alone need to be on a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, a pocketbook. Sissy, so after this, we got to talk about putting it on a t-shirt. Give it back. And we can put in little words the trauma. Give it back. back. Yes. Yeah. I didn't beat me. You you understand what I'm saying, Sissy? We didn't. I didn't beat me. I didn't rape me. I didn't attack me. I didn't abandon me. I didn't do that to myself. Somebody did that. It ain't my problem. It's them. Like, remember when I told you, sissy? We don't got daddy issues. Our daddy had issues. Our daddy. Oh, sissy. Yes. Yes, ma'am. But we carried it into adulthood, believing that we had issues. I must not be wanted. Yes. I'm not lovable. Yes. I'm not able to. Nobody, no man is going to want me because my daddy didn't want me. My daddy didn't love me. And I'm like, I hear lots of women talk about, oh, I got daddy issues. Or men say she got daddy issues. Ladies, you do not have daddy issues. Your daddy had issues. Yes. Point blank in the period. So give it back. And that's that's the problem, sissy. Because with our traumas, we have internalized everything. Everything. And, And what has happened by us internalizing it, we have one failed relationship after relationship, mm. one failed friendship after friendship. We're internalizing everything. We internalizing everything stuff that didn't have father. nothing to do with us. Our father had nothing. his own set of experiences in life that gave him trauma, right? Yes. So even yes. if he yes. had daddy issues, they weren't his either. His daddy had daddy issues. But we are here right. to say, right. stop. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a generational curse that we choose to break right now. Right now. Other people's stuff is not mine. Like when a woman is raped, 
God forbid it's a disgusting act, right? And I get the hurt and the pain, right? But why then, after being that kind of traumatized, does she also have to wear shame? She can be mad. She can be scared. She can be a series of things. But shame? Why would she have to feel shame because of what some nasty motherfucker did to her? Yes. That is his yes. shame. That is her shame. Mm-hmm. Why is that the victim shame? Because once again, we've been taught to figure out that somehow, some way, I must have had something to do with this shit. It's my fault. Yes. It's my fault. Maybe and my it ain't your fault. Sure. And you know what I told you, sissy. I don't care if a young girl is walking through the house, mm-hmm. bucket motherfucking <laughs> naked, bent over, ass cheeks wide open. Why would a grown ass man want to sleep with a child? And then people talk about young girls okay. and grown men. Oh, she was fast. I don't give a fuck if she's fast for real. At the end of the day, we know why the young girl wants the grown ass man. Right? He has resources. He's he's he seems mature. He may have a car. He got uh-huh. some money. He can pick you up from school. Uh-huh. The question becomes, why does the grown person want the child? That's the question, Sissy, right there. That's the question. Cause he or she is nasty. And that's it. So once we forgave ourselves. I realized that the next step, right, sissy? Because forgiving yourself is one thing. Now we had to give you permission to say, I'm going to unpack. And sissy, woo. Unpacking people (laughs) is a journey through your life where you see all of the traumas that you have carried along the way. And we take this luggage, we unzip it, We open it, we look at it, and we take each Uh piece of trauma clothing and we see how it affects us. If it affects us negatively, positively, do we need it? And how is it serving us in this moment? And if it does not serve us, then we go back to that first place where I say, give it back. We give the shit back, back. burn it, throw it away, decide that we don't need it, Mm -hmm. or decide that some of it has helped us in some ways. Maybe it's strength, right? Maybe some of it we use as a reminder that we have perseverance, Mm -hmm. that we can get through Mm -hmm. anything, but we choose to unpack it, right? So that we're not walking around with these traumas blindly because that's what triggers are. Triggers are something from your past that bothers you now, but you don't quite know what it is. So, but when you give yourself permission to unpack, oh, I see what that there is. I see what that means when I do A. Oh, that's why I put up with that shit. Oh, that's why I stayed so long with him. See, it's never about the relationship. The relationship always serves as a mirror for you to see you. And no, lo- and no matter how long it takes for you to see you, because even if you break up with that person, another person will come until you see you. Yeah. Right? It's the same as lessons. It's the same as lessons. The test will come until you learn the lessons. The test will come. I didn't realize that. Mm-mm-mm. Sissy, and the- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many tests 
of life. To see, I took, I didn't took a thousand tests. I took a thousand tests. I took a thousand tests for the same shit. I'm serious, sissy. My God. The same. I didn't get it. <laughs> Me either. I didn't, but I didn't know what to sissy. get. I didn't need a sissy. I don't know why I was trying to save the damn world. Save the why world. Why am I trying to save, save the, the man? Save the perpetrator. And you're not saved. You walking right. around on one leg trying to carry somebody else and your baggage. See, see, I was I was bandaged up. <laughs> I had a crutch. I went two casts on my legs. I had them blindfolds. See, see I, I was in bad shape. And, and I was still determined mm, that mm, I could mm. save them. I, I know, sissy. I know. I know. And then, sissy... Once we unpack this, right? <laughs> now, this is the place yes. where people see me at on a regular basis. And they sometimes mm -hmm. people think that I don't have any feelings. But it's not that I don't have any feelings. Like, I have shared that, you know, I lost my mom and ate to a drug overdose. Um, my sister, Karen, she's my older yeah. sister. We have the same father. All of my siblings have the same father. And the rest of them have a whole bunch of other situations. But we are a big happy family who loves our father mm -hmm. for different reasons, right? And loving him also yes. comes with the unpacking your own trauma and seeing that our parents have their own set of traumas as well that influence us, right? So you and I have decided to right. break that trauma. But what happens now is transparency, right? Because once you open up yes. the bag of trauma, you got to be willing to talk about it, to own it, because it's all of it's not yours. Some things I did, right? But all of this trauma ain't mine. So I'm not, you know, my mother was a drug addict. I'm not carrying that. I wasn't a drug addict. Why do I have to feel shame? I learned from it. Hence why I don't drink or smoke, right? So I got something out of it, but I'm not carrying that as shame. It's almost like once you tell yourself the truth, right? Because you can't, in transparency, it's a decision and the choice to say, I'm not going to lie to me. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to me. I remember I told you, even in a bad, in a bad relationship, it's okay to say, I love that person. Right? Because that's your yeah. truth. Yeah. But it's also another truth, right? Because when you are missing someone in what I call the midnight hour, and you know what I say about the midnight hour, Ooh. sissy. The midnight hour is at dark. The wind is blowing. The, the birds may be chirping a little bit. There's a little breeze. You in your bed all alone, and you can't escape. Not a feeling in your soul. It all comes to the surface like an espresso. And there yes. you are to yes. deal with yourself. There you are. There you are. Yeah. Many people don't want to deal hour. that midnight hour. That midnight hour is your reckoning. It's saying, who are you, Karen? Yes, Lord, have mercy. Who are you? I had to battle with her. I had to battle with her many nights. Many nights. Couldn't rest. Couldn't sleep. Battling myself for myself. Mm. That's because you weren't willing to tell the truth about you. And yes. the moment you were willing right. to tell the truth about you, the midnight hour is sleep, is peace. Because you have yes. passed the test. You yes. passed the test, sissy. Ain't that something? 
You passed the test, sissy, because you were willing to unpack and you were willing to be transparent about what had happened. And then it's all, oh snap, now we have unpacked this trauma. We have looked at it. We have talked about it till we can't talk no more. We have, I mean, sissy, I think we have spent thousands of hours. Thousands of hours. We have. I mean, questioning the minute details. And then, sissy, Mm. something else happened to you. Because I believe that when you were transparent and the truth was revealed and you revealed your own truth to yourself, it was almost like you shed the trauma. It didn't cloak you anymore. Nope. Um, I I no longer had to wear it like it was a badge of honor. Sissy, you were skipping through the world like some... Because you know what happens? Your Mm -hmm. inner child and the woman in you, right? You meet her. You meet her and you realize, oh, you the unruly child. Right? Here I am in womanhood <laughs> trying to do the right thing, pay my bills, take care of my kids, do this, do that. But then it's this unruly child because it's the unruly child, right? She got the key to your trauma. She's yeah. the button pusher for the for all the life's triggers. But you got to go and meet her and say, okay, I'm going to take care of us now. I'm going to do a better job of taking care of us. I know that when we were small, no one took care of us the way that we thought that they should. But now I have Mm -hmm. the tools to take care of us. So now that I have the tools to take care of us, you can trust me. And I remember one day before work, you called me and you were struggling with her. And I I said, sissy. I was struggling with her. Go ahead, sissy. I was struggling with her because the, the little girl, she knew where we had been. Mm. She knew how to thrive in the environment. But she did not recognize the woman that we were becoming. And she was fighting to transition. She sure was. So and I remember I had to call you, Sissy, because I was fighting with her. And I just said, sissy, that is your inner child. She is struggling and it is okay. All you have to do is keep telling her that you have done the work and we are going to be okay. No one protected us, but I got us because I, you already got through the worst of it, right? It's kind of like suffering Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or even poverty, right? I tell people all the time, you've already mastered being poor. How hard can rich be? We've mastered the worst, right? You got through the trauma, sissy. You already put up with the shit. You got through the bad relationships. You did the work. Of course you can handle some ups and some downs. You've handled some down downs. And sissy, I saw a light come over you that I never ever had witnessed. I've never bared witness to anyone coming out of the darkness the way in which you came out of the darkness and stepped into your own light. 
And not only that, I've seen you gather something else that I've just added to my own ministry, which is discipline. You chose to do the work. You chose to go through the heartaches on the nights when you wanted to call a, an ex or a loved one. You told yourself no. And then something else, we got an unexpected reward, right? Because the only thing we were trying to get, the only thing I was trying to get you to, sissy, was a place of peace for your own self so that you can live in your light. Yes. But something happened. Once you were living in your light, I realized that the universe, God, whatever you call it, could see you better. And now yes. the universe was giving you all these blessings because when you were in the darkness, he couldn't see you. Sissy, when they say pouring out blessings that you have no room to receive, Sissy, I'm a witness to that. And you are correct. The, the universe can see me now. Because you together, can see I'm you. Open. You are connected. Yeah. Yes. Blessings after blessings after sissy. Doors after door after door has been opened for me, Sissy. I mean, sissy, you had alopecia, you went bald, you became a alopecia bald model on podcast, went back to school, getting ready to graduate, moved, getting ready to get a house, started a new business. The blessings are pouring out on your children. The blessings are pouring out on your grandchildren. The blessings are in your face. The blessings are coming financially. The blessings are, I mean, sissy, sissy, the blessings are in your strut. The blessings, I said to her, oh my God, I don't even think I'm this healed. <laughs> I need to go find me. Because sissy, you, I mean, you took this shit and ran. Yes. You're a new Karen. You're the Karen that would have been without the trauma. So now you ain't got no time to waste. No, sissy. I have no time nor energy to wait. Sissy, isn't it time crazy? Time and energy are fluid. Woo, time and energy are fluid. That's a good one. It's the truth, Constantly Sissy. Constantly moving. Constantly moving. So, honey, I'm, I'm going to get in the way. I'm going to be I'm gonna be right there with it. I'm moving with time and energy. So, I guard my peace now. I stand at the gate with my own sword. Mm. I have I have healthy boundaries now. As you have said, Sissy, before, no is a complete sentence. Complete. Complete. Teach it to your daughters. Teach it to your sons. I, yes. I shouldn't have to say no and lie because I'm trying to make you feel better with disrespecting me. Yes. I owe you no explanation. At all. Meanwhile, I spent my whole life explaining everything to people who didn't give everything. two shits. All they wanted to do is take, 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 take. Yes. Ain't it crazy? The givers out here suffering. The givers out here suffering. The takers, they just keep taking. People are like, oh, he won't leave me. Of course he won't leave you. You the giver. Why, why would the taker leave the giver? Good 
I know, right, Sissy? It's just always something. But I just wanted to tell you that not only am I proud of you because, you know, most people won't be able to see because they weren't witness to the dark place that you were in. And I know that those around you see something going on. They may not know what it is. You know, I'm sure that there are going to be some men who see you as um, uh, full of yourself. And I don't think you're full of yourself at all. I think that you are a beautiful woman who darkness saw your light and tried to take it. And you have done the work to restore yourself to your natural place. And Sissy, you know what? I beg to differ when you say full of yourself. Sissy, I am full of myself. Because <clears throat> I'm healthy and I'm whole. Woo! Sissy, that, me, that gave me the chills. I loved it. You're right. You, I am full of yourself. You are full of yourself. It's the same thing. We talk about the word humble. And you and I looked up the word. And we were like, oh, my God, being humble is not a good thing at all. No, it's not. <laughs> it is telling the world that you are lowly. You are less than you are. And here we are. Be humble. Be humble. You hear people say, be humble. They are telling you to know mm -hmm. your place of lowliness. Yes, be low. We ain't low be no small. more. Be small. Why would anyone need you to be small? Why would anyone need you to be small? It's because they feel small. You know what I'm saying, sissy? Like, it's just, when I think about it, I'm like, you know what is so crazy? It's like someone from your past could still want to be with you, but they don't even realize that the woman they would get, she's gone. That old woman is gone. Gone. If one of your exes came back and he got you, he would probably be <laughs> stunned. He probably wouldn't like me very well, sissy. And not that I would have be, I would, I would not be mean. However, I have healthy boundaries now. I have standards for myself now. What is name a boundary that you didn't have before that you have now? Allow others to talk to me any kind of way. And I will get real low and not say anything because I didn't want to rough any feathers. Mm, mm, mm. Well, now you're a professional ruffler. Well, I, honey, I don't care about your feathers being ruffled. I don't care if they get wet. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you said you don't care if they get wet? Oh, God, that was a good one. That and is I a good also learned, Sissy, how you are is how you are. Mm. I have a choice now whether to deal with it or not. So the moment you show me a side of you that I'm, I don't agree with, it's okay, but I'm out. It's I'm okay, done. but I'm out. I get to, We get to make choices, right? And I think yes. that that's what gets taken away from, and it's especially from women, right? I can't speak for men. I'm mm -hmm. sure they may have some feelings about that. And that's okay. I can respect it, right? But I think for women, we are taught to lessen ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but why? 
Why would you want someone who is less than just be greater? Don't ask me to be less than. You could be greater. Am I wrong? No, Missy. Because when I look out at that Derek Jenks, all I see is a man who wants a woman to be less than. Because for me, in branding, if you are giving advice from a man's perspective about how to treat a woman and you are a married man with children, you would think that you would use your own relationship to highlight both your strengths and weaknesses. Maybe you could have said something like, I haven't always done this, but I've realized as a man when I do this, this serves my marriage well. Right? But we never even knew that your woman existed. And that's how I know that you are a fraud. I don't think he's a fraud specifically because he's cheated. Right? I think you're a fraud because you've lied about many things. Many things. And when you speak in third person, the only thing I see is that you get on camera and you become a another personality you become the man that your wife wants you to be you ain't that man i've had that discussion with you sissy where you've been in relationships where i tell you that man ain't got no opinions it's you no he feeds off of your energy and meanwhile draining you no more sissy no more no more. Feeding them all the information and all the words, and they take it and regurgitate it right back to us. And then you thinking that it sound beautiful. Of course it sound beautiful. It was you. <laughs> and that he sounds deep. Yeah. I was like, sissy, of course he sound deep. It was your thought. Of course you loved it. Of course you respected it. It was your light. He came in, unscrewed your light bulb, screwed it back in, and you said, oh, that's a good light bulb. Duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, sissy, it has been an incredible journey. And in part of helping you unpack, I've realized some things about myself. One, I still have some unpacking to do, which is okay, right? And I've right. also realized that I was in search of something that I didn't have to be in search of. I guess it's kind of like the alchemist. I was looking for something bigger, for something grander, for something. And although, see, the world told me that I was loud and like sister soldier and aggressive and a leader. The world told me that. And although I am those things, I consider myself a servant. And the reason why I consider myself a servant, sissy, is because I have no desire for the stage, right? I start off as a rapper. I've always done things that make it look like I want to be out front, like I'm colorful when I dress, but that's for me. Those colors give me joy, right? I like all of the skill sets that I have. I have no desire necessarily to use those skill sets on behalf of myself. I really enjoy seeing us win, black people win, women win. I enjoy seeing the world win. I enjoy aligning people with their authentic self so that they could feel the wholeness of what I feel, 
right? Because when people tell me that I am uh, extreme, I'm not extreme at all. I am clear. I am clear about who I am. I am clear about whose I am. And I am clear in my standards, right? I am clear about what's a pedophile to me. And we just don't listen to pedophiles. I don't have to make no rationalizations about it. It just is what it is for me. It's not extreme, mm -hmm. right? I'm just clear. And I've also realized that, like I said, I like helping us. I like sharing my thoughts. I like if someone comes to me and say, I want to start a business. I like the research part. I like saying, oh, this is how you get an LLC. Oh, this is how you do this. I like when you needed to help, help healing that I could help you unpack. I like when someone says, can you help me get my finance to, together? Can you help me do that? I enjoy mm -hmm. helping us get to a place of peace. And that is my calling. So whatever I've been searching for, I've been living it this whole time, searching for, for it to be bigger and grander and more. But meanwhile, my joy rests in those that surround me, helping them to help themselves. And finding that out through this journey with you has given me a new form of peace. Because I would start a business. I would do this. I would do that. Because I'm always looking for something. And I realize it's not the business that I enjoy. Right, Sissy? It's the process. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy the process. And I realize that in everything I do, it is the process that I enjoy. The process of unpacking. The process of healing. Because even the journey, same juxtaposition. The process, life is a journey, right? We shouldn't be trying to get to the finish line because that's death, right? God will take us when he right. see fit. But while we're here, we want to be living. But I want us to be living from a pace of peace and joy and be able to drown out the noise of the world. Be able to drown out yeah. other people's expectations for you. Right? Drown out other people's criticisms. You know what? Even drown out other people's failures. Because even people who tell you that you can't do something, it's because they can't do it. Or they weren't able exactly. to do it. Yeah. You know, unpacking trauma is hard work. And that is why I believe that so many of these social media gurus who talk about relationships why they have such large followings because what they really do is blame one group right so if i blame one group that lets the other group off the hook so you constantly get to hear you 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 so but it's never you 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 it's always me it's always yeah. me yeah. you know so no one never wants to hear the uh sweetheart you have to do the work. You have to unpack your trauma. Right? Because all this high level man. First of all, I don't even know what the fuck high level means. I tried to figure it out. I, I, I guess it means that you make money. But that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Wanting someone who's high is high level mean worth as far as finances are concerned. I want a high level man who is high level in character 
strength, boldness, yes. leadership, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Compassion. Compassion, love, love yes. <laughs> humor, mm -hmm. integrity, just money. It's 2021. You can make money doing almost nothing. So that yeah. can't be considered high value. And a high value man is not a high financial man. A man of means is not high level value, whatever the hell we supposed to call it, because he too has not done the work. The fact that Anyone thinks that because they have money is enough for other people to kiss your ass and put up with your shit means that you know that you have shit. You just think that you get to bypass it all because you have a few dollars and then you get with this woman and you trying to figure out why y'all not happy, right? Because even a poor woman, if I get with the rich man one year. It's over because the first year I'm excited about spas and trips and I'm excited about all these things. But eventually mm -hmm. that becomes normal. So when the things become normal, what else you got? It's kind of like beauty. If you were a beautiful woman and after a while you start to see her flaws, whether you like it or not. Exactly. Yeah. So the things that stick our character. All of those things matter. But if you are not willing to unpack your traumas, people, 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 you will always be sick, uh, seeking out easy fixes. You will always be like Derek James telling you what men need to do. But if he really felt that way, he would have been having those conversations with men. And people don't realize they see anything outside of you is fleeting anyway. Mm. It doesn't last. Doesn't last. Anything outside, any everything outside of you is fleeting. All the answers are inside. All the answers are inside. That's why people say, oh, Michelle, write a book. I can't write a book because we all need something different. And it's inside and you know what it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, your unwillingness to tackle it. Now that you may need help with, but you know what it is. You know what you're yep. struggling with. You know what makes you tick. You know what makes you hurt. You know why you are chasing the bag. Because remember I told you, even this sense of independence, ultra independence, even that's trauma. Mm -hmm. I don't need nobody to help me. Trauma. We got traumas. We need I'll to heal them. Collectively, we do. The world has traumas. The world has that's traumas. So fail, that's why there's so many failed in a relationship. Yes. Even even being even even people are struggling to be single. Mm. Walking as a whole person in your singleness. You ain't never so lost to see their traumas. I know what I'm talking about because I am a single woman. I go to bed alone every night. Mm. I take myself out to dinner. There was a time where I couldn't do that. I love going out with myself. There's a time where I, I do now. Yes. There was a time where I did, I did not like Valentine's Day. 
Because I'm like, I don't have anybody. Wow, I didn't even know that. So, but what good is it in having somebody if you ain't if you're not healthy? What good is having somebody? You still got trauma because can't nobody bring you peace but you. All you're offering people is is you. So when people say, what you bring to the table? I want to ask them, well, what do you bring to the table? Right? What do you bring to the table? Because, sissy, I just realized just now, that's a whole other conversation, right? Or everybody out here asking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. saying what they want from somebody, but have they? Because in order to know what you bring to the table, sissy, you got to unpack. You got to heal, right? Because only when you heal is what you bring into the table your true self, anyway. Because what you want in your unhealed state is false, anyway. Right? Because exactly. it's worldly. It's, it's worldly. Yes, it's worldly. It's fleeting. So. Just, yes. I'm going to let us rest on that thought and I'm going to say, I'm tired of talking to you people. Bye. <laughs>